1: Episode 1 Jedi Believe I Can Fly The book Rogue Planet by Greg Bear The year 2000 Chapter just one The book has 67 chapters but the first one is huge With your hosts Jeff and John Let's go <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars novel discussion podcast where we discuss Star Wars novels. We also gesticulate with our hands. For you, the listener, who can't see it, but presumably the emphasis will be relevant to you. You'll be able to sense it.
0: You can tell. It's like when someone's smiling and you're talking to them on the phone and Mm -hmm. you can hear the smile. Mm -hmm. In the same way, you can hear us doing Italian hands at each other. (laughs) Which is all
1: we ever do. (laughs) When I say gesticulate, I mean we just consistently do Italian hand at each other. With occasional Greek uh, flipping off. Yeah. We do some of these. Just a
0: couple of those. A couple of
1: those, and then some of these. Yeah, a
0: couple of these for <laughs> you.
1: It's our own version of the Eddie Izzard confirm and deny. Exactly. <laughs> we do this. We do this.
0: That's how we do it.
1: Here in the studio. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's And it, it, it also, don't try and stop us, because Lord knows I've run into that particular wall a number on a number of occasions when when i'm riding passenger seat with with uh folks who are driving and seem to feel the need to use every hand gesture available and i'm like i promise i'm not looking over there please (laughs) please just drive the car you you do not need to do every hand gesture you know you have to i believe you you gotta and they're like this is the way i talk and i'm like i get it but is this also the way you drive because i would like to live
0: (laughs) bitch is this how you live (laughs)
1: I bet you live like this. Damn. Uh, so uh, that's John over there, and I'm Jeff. How how you doing, dude? I'm doing good, r- relaxed,
0: and ready to dive into a brand new Star Wars book.
1: That's phenomenal. Yeah. How are you doing? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm in the land of contrast at the moment because because uh, I've officially lost 62 pounds. Nice from my starting of the diet. Uh I'm now I've now beat something I've been fighting with for the past two weeks, which is two forty. Mm-hmm. Like I got to it and then I just couldn't get under it. Like s- nothing was nothing was doing it, but I seem to have cracked the secret because I'm down at two thirty-eight now. But um in order to do it, I had to do a, a, a huge amount of work on leg day stuff. A lot of hip adductors and leg lifts and spreadings and oof, man, I feel like someone put an industrial jack between my legs and just went all the way on it someone been jacking your legs i feel like i had in between them yeah i feel like i'm currently having the worst leg day of my life but i probably had the best crotch day of my life like the day before (laughs) except i didn't i just had a hard workout yeah (laughs) so so i mean that has been i've been limping all day and just generally sleepy it's and it's not like i didn't finish by running for three miles so i'm (laughs) i'm dying squirtle It's good (laughs) But, bitch, I'm under 240. I'm going to win. You did it. You win a a prize. I don't really have a goal. The goal is live long enough for Sage to graduate various things. Yeah. If I can get through elementary school, great. High school, wonderful. That's the goal. Out of the house, that's the real goal. Yeah. Off on her own. That's what I want. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Get out there and start living, and then I can keel over, at least stop working out.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just wait until you get out of out of school maybe wait until out of college and then ooh, it's all pizza and donuts time and (laughs) i'm gonna die
1: i keep telling people that they're like why are you working out so hard and i'm like i want to live long enough to watch my kid grow up and they're like that's not a good enough reason you should want this for you and i'm like i'm 43 i don't want anything for me if if i wanted this for me i would have done it years ago yeah you know what i want for me a nap (laughs) That doesn't help anyone. (laughs) Yeah. So obviously, doing it for me has never been a successful motivating factor.
0: Oh, no. I mean, even when I have been like to the gym working out, I'm like, oh, I have to have someone else go. Because if the only one putting any sort of pressure on me is me, Mm -hmm. I'm going to let me cheat. (laughs) Because
1: me thinks me should have day off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's been a problem. I have a bunch of friends who I've told about my my current workout they're like oh i want to go with you call me when you want to go and i'm like okay and then i call them and i don't want to work out what do you just (laughs) i have i have any excuse oh yeah Uh, i have a slight excuse can i I just not and i'm like yeah i don't care and then i don't try again because it's already hard enough to drag my own ass to the gym yes i'm not gonna try and orbit other people into it you get one (laughs) you get an ask and then we're done you disappoint me once and you're cut I, I'm that way in everything in my life. It's Friends, to- children. Yeah, because I'm the same. <laughs> I'm going to throw you into a volcano like I'm Hihachi. Yeah, I'm the same thing you are. If I go to the gym by myself, which I do six days a week, I'm like, I should just go home. <laughs> you a- know, no one's looking at me. I could leave. There's a Jersey Mike's across the street from this gym. I could just be over there. I could have a nice sandwich. <laughs> have a sit down, be in air conditioning. And every day I got to look at that Homer Simpson do it for her plaque. <laughs> So that's how I'm doing. Great. Also, I read a chapter of a Star Wars novel. That's right. God, the the fact that we read chapter
0: one of a sixty-seven chapter book, because all of the other chapters in this are like three pages long, but chapter one is fully ten percent of this book. <laughs> it is, yes.
1: <laughs> it's because it's telling like this whole single story, I think. I think a lot of the rest of it's gonna be jumping back and forth. Like I can almost kind of, I, I get a, a, a vibe from this book, similar to some of the other books we've read in o- over time. They had, a, over the years that these books were being published, they, they gave a lot of leeway to writing style and chapter structure, even if they weren't allowed to actually mess with anything. As you can always tell from when Luke gets a ship that's not his X-Wing to go somewhere, that's because he's going to get his ship blown up. Yeah. They're not allowed to actually damage anything that was ever in any of the movies.
0: No, I mean... You got to have your fun where you can find
1: it. Yeah. So. so everyone gets to write in their own chapter style. So we've read at least one book that I think only had 15 chapters total. Yeah. But also stuff like, uh, you know, Shadow of the Empire had like 50 chapters and each chapter was like 50 little sub chapters. Yes. You remember that? And this book this book is also doing the sub chapter format, but I think it's going to give way later because this book reads kind of like the Bible where it opens. It does. Honestly, very similar. I was reading this and I was like. You know, I'm getting
0: big Bible vibes. A lot from of
1: bible vi- v- I think they call them.
0: A lot of Bibles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just vibling.
1: Head empty, just vibling.
0: <laughs>
1: also, that's my my new species coming up for D D, the vibling. <laughs> you spell that right and it sounds Celtic. It's fine. <laughs> but no, I mean what I mean by that is the Bible opens with some heavy hitters, you know, some some thick books. Some thick, uncut Genesis. <laughs> but then as you're making your way back into New Testament. They got no problem with putting in, like, a one-and-a-half-page letter from one guy to some other guy.
0: Oh, well, uh, yeah. I mean, New Testament is all just like, hey, man, I wrote a letter to some dudes in a town and went, hey, you ever
1: thought about not fucking up? And now it's, it's cool. Now it's a whole-ass book of the Bible. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's one of those things that's a relief when you're, like, making your way through the Bible on your first read in Sunday school, which is as much Bi- uh, Bible in as I ever got. That's, <laughs> all that Bible. That's how much I could Bible. And uh, and <laughs> and then I went west. <laughs> but um but getting towards the end and being like wow this letter to the ephesians or whatever the shit is short i'm feeling good about this
0: yeah man i mean you do get that in the old testament occasionally when they're like hey man here's fucking like maccabees it is three pages long
1: (laughs) good job i still say it's a family restaurant
0: (laughs) welcome to maccabees (laughs) come on down to maccabees
1: the lights never go off at maccabees (laughs) try our fresh stoned chicken it was a sinner (laughs) I don't know what happens in Maccabees. Is it just another letter? No. Oh, okay. Uh, do they I go- mean, mostly Maccabees is, from what
0: I remember of it, it's basically, it feels like someone had an excuse to go to war that was God wants us to, because the whole book is like, hey, these guys, they're assholes, and you should beat them up.
1: Were they the Maccabees? Yes. It's just So the book is named after some guys who need to get beat up? Yeah. All right, that's fine. But uh, that's all I meant to say is lengthwise. Overall, this book feels like the author was presented with a time period and was like, well, I know one thing about Anakin, so here's that thing. Yep. (laughs) I know one thing about Obi-Wan, so here's that thing. Hooray! I'm sure it'll get a lot more interesting as we go along. I don't want to... I'm hoping that this author is not part of our long string of authors recently where we spend the whole thing roasting them, and then on the last episode we realize they died recently. (laughs) I mean, Greg Bear, I wish you a long and healthy life. I hope. That you have a good one, mm-hmm. Greg Bear. We're both doing. We're both raising our Italian hands and in, in salute to you, Greg Bear. Greg Bear, author of Darwin's Radio, apparently. <laughs> yeah, the book says author of Darwin's Radio, even on John's extremely new printing of this.
0: Yeah, I'm like, oh, I feel like I should maybe know what Darwin's Radio
1: is, but a, all right, it's a book by acclaimed author of Rogue Planet, Greg Bear. Ooh, mm-hmm. Greg Bear, Greg, Greg That's Bear, my you favorite say. bear. I hope he's alive. <laughs> Great Bear, that's a guy I hope isn't dead. So if you know one thing about Anakin and you're writing in the Clone Wars era, the thing you know is that he likes flying stuff and being in races. Yeah, he's a little speed
0: freak. He's an adrenaline junkie. Yes. And that is what we get here. This is also three years after Phantom Menace. Uh-huh.
1: So... He's like 12.
0: Yeah. So we are still very young Anakin uh, and we haven't gotten into any of the like, oh, you're an actual Jedi or whatever. Like he's still very early in training.
1: Yeah. There's an interesting picture of him on the cover here where they've given him that God awful Midwestern trailer park rat tail haircut that they called Padawan stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you know, I don't think that uh, Jake Lloyd or whatever actually had that haircut at any point. He always had that shitty bowl cut. Yeah. So I'm assuming that this is a fake. This is like an actor that they, they hired just to play mid, uh, tween age Anakin I guess it's an interesting thing to see
0: you know that or they just like photoshopped a shitty haircut onto him
1: <laughs> yeah, they just came. which is one of the few things that he got to dodge in life yeah was uh was having that awful haircut yep they, they forced it forced it on Hayden Christensen who otherwise is a handsome dude <laughs> yeah and then they were like nah for the third one we don't need to do that no you can have the long luscious hair that everyone knew you should have had in the first place and that we are going to go ahead and give to Kylo Ren from day one yeah we we don't need to fuck up (laughs) we will (laughs) well obviously this is the sequel trilogy obviously we'll fuck up (laughs) (laughs) look this is star wars we're gonna fuck up (laughs) so he's gonna go get himself in a race and he opens in media res smash cut to him strapping on a pair of wings because he's gonna be in some kind of wacky ornithopter race
0: yeah he you know immediately is like ooh, i just got This set of wings from someone else who used to do these flights racing around, but he's got a broken back now. So I took his stuff and I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, that's great for you to say this guy almost died doing what I'm about to do, but without saying it.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's a good way to get it across. I mean, ultimately it it stands to reason and it feels correct given how many fucking people died on the Boonda Eve classic pod race that we get to see in Phantom Menace. Oh yeah. fucking Half the racers just die. Hey, or at least get seriously injured. <laughs> Sometimes shit goes wrong. Guys like Ben Quadinaros and that Zextos were the lucky ones, because at least you get to see them post-crash yeah. or failure to launch in Ben Quadinaros' case.
0: Oh, that's the best scenario, is not actually participating.
1: <laughs> yeah, your, your ship just breaks on the landing pad, or the takeoff pad, and you're like, ah, dang it, in whatever language Quadinaros speaks. Yeah. French, probably.
0: Pro- probably French. <laughs> <laughs> Zutalor! Ha <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man Sacré bleu! Mon ami! <laughs> Baguette!
1: I love les poissons.
0: <laughs> oh, hee he, hee hee!
1: Yeah, that seems right.
0: <laughs> yeah, that seems that seems accurate.
1: So he's he's going to get himself into a race, and most of this chapter is slowly explaining each of the details about this race as it gets more and more convoluted, and we actually follow him all the way through the whole adventure of this race.
0: Now, I was having. Tr- a hard time really picturing in my head what this is supposed to really look like because for the most part it kind of sounds like he's just wearing the fucking like
1: falcon backpack from marvel yes he is pretty much just wearing a falcon backpack uh it it, it's not they they make mention of the fact that it is not big enough to operate his wings for the size of person who's riding it
0: yeah it's not an actual jet pack
1: yes and and in fact the only the only it doesn't have any powered controls of its own. So the the way this I works mean it does. I, I guess, yeah, I guess it technically has like power, but I don't think it has like lifting capacity. I think that was also being being derived from its ability to interface with well, nearby I think, electronics.
0: Here's why it's very confusing is there's a lot of weird shit in this, because it's like, oh, you do have an amount of power and you can sort of fly under your own power. Yeah. But
1: it doesn't have enough capacity to do a whole race with that. Yeah, notably, there is a point towards the the end of the chapter where they he is discussing how he has reserved enough fuel to make it back. Yes, but the whole thing has been like a controlled gliding fall. Anyway, to to explain the race because this is like like John says, this is legitimately a very confusing scenario to describe in a book. Yeah, the Bunta Eve Classic is you get in a silly looking chariot with jets instead of horses and you go around in a big oval. Yeah, you it, do ben her with jet engines. It's <laughs> great, it's, sold. It's not super complicated, but but in this case, four racers at a time jump into a hundreds of kilometers across garbage launch pad facility on Coruscant, where they mentioned that Coruscant, uh, Coruscant residents throw away about a trillion tons of garbage an hour. And in, in an attempt to deal with that amount of trash... They have this ultra-automated, very complex system of of trash maintenance where it all gets filtered to a number of trash facilities throughout the planet, where first it's run through a million processing machines, dumped into a big lake full of sandworms, which then eat everything that's not organic, or everything organic, and just leave nothing but non-organic materials. Well, yeah, because they have to do like, all right, we're going to split it up into Shit that we can actually,
0: like, recycle and reuse and reduce and close the loop, Mm -hmm. and that goes to a different place.
1: Yes. Because- Trillions of tons means you can't afford to constantly just dump everything off planet.
0: Yeah, so the trash that goes here is the actually fully, like, toxic or radioactive or just- ultra fucked
1: up shit yeah. that you're like, oh, we can't use that for anything. So at the bottom of this thing, I'm just going to describe it like a fucking layer cake to try and explain what's happening here. Yeah. You have a lake of silicone oil. Now, I immediately was like, don't you mean silicone oil? Silicone oil would be like boobin plant juice. But yes. but but sure, I guess. Uh, so a big lake of of silicone oil is at the bottom and it's full of 100 meter long, four four meter across worms that eat everything that's not Uh, metals and radioactive and shit yeah you get matter eater worms and and then everything that they don't eat is filtered out and loaded into these canister things which are loaded one at a time into a giant gun that shoots them upward with exactly enough force to get them through the first of and i want you to imagine this three stacked on top of each other of increasingly massive size colanders
0: yeah there's basically like three domes that keep going and then in each dome A bunch of holes, Uh and the gun is shooting these canisters through different holes. I don't know why they don't just have one that they are shooting through and do that. I think it's because they're going to
1: different parts of space.
0: Yeah, so there's like, all right, we got a bunch, like a dozen different holes in this giant dome. Mm -hmm. Each one of those holes has some like repulsor technology in it so that like it shoots a canister up. Into one of those holes. It has enough energy to get to the first dome. That dome then does repulsor energy lift technology and shoots it to the second one. Yeah. And so on until it reaches the last one, which shoots it into space. And then while it's orbiting Coruscant, garbage ships will go pick up the canisters and either... Like, dump them on a moon or throw them into the sun or whatever the fuck they're going to do with them.
1: They do whatever they do. I assume they take them to those two species that collect all the garbage in the universe, as previously mentioned in our bonus contents.
0: Yeah. If you were, uh, you know, a, a patron at yeah. patreon.com slash system mastery, you would know about the various garbage races.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Saying that out loud felt really bad. That's <laughs> something you want to say. <laughs> um, so when these canisters, which, by the way, are enormous and easily would crush, like, nothing, anybody they happen to come into contact with. They're, like, twice the size of city buses. Uh, When these canisters hit these various holes in the colander shields, they get accelerated again, and after they get accelerated through, the repulsors briefly dim underneath them, and that is mostly enough to let people fall through them if they want to for some horrible reason. Because, you see, these areas being fully automated, and the only living things in them being these giant, unintelligent murder worms, uh, have been taken over by an underclass of Coruscant denizenry as a a race arena. And the race is simple. You jump off at a really high point in the top shield, fly around while dodging all these giant metal canisters that would kill you if they touched you. Then you have to dive through the holes that they're coming out of without ever going through a hole that one's coming up through because it'll kill you all three of the holes you have to get down to the bottom to a foamy ocean of silicone oil full of giant murder worms get a scale off one of the murder worms fly back up through just the first of the three shields and then make your way to a landing platform where you have to give the shield to a guy uh, the scale to a guy at which point you have finished the race
0: yeah and there's a weird thing here because you want to like we mentioned the wings and everything that everyone is using it isn't just like, oh, I have a jetpack, and so it's a matter of just dodging these. Because it would be, you know, difficult enough and fairly deadly if you're like, you got to go through this giant complex where, you know, huge monster truck sized capsules are being fired constantly. Yeah.
1: But in that case, you could at least just hug the wall.
0: Yeah. But instead, it's, all right, you can't quite just fly the way you would normally want to, like jetpack style, you have wings that you can kind of use the leftover thrust from the repulsor blasts that they're sending these things through to kind of give yourself lift. Yeah. So you can do that like Mario World with a
1: cape thing where you're like... Boom. yeah basically it's and it's not just thermal lift like you'd think it'd just be air currents you know like and they mentioned that sometimes it is sometimes it's air current like you can get caught in the vortexes that follow along behind these canisters because they're not aerodynamic um but rather it's like electromagnetic like skating close enough to shit in this building whether it be the holes in the shields or the canisters themselves will give your ship a boost that lets it steer better for a while and your wings rather the other thing you have to deal
0: with is you're trying to go down through these levels, and you've got to go through a hole. Now, you you obviously don't want to go through one that's about to have a canister shot through it, or you will be instantly splattered. Yes. But you also can't go through one where one just went, which would normally be the safest idea if you're like, oh, if I go through one that just got one shot through it, that one's not going to get used for the longest amount of time, so I can go through that one. But those are so... Uh, full of electric energy that like
1: little plasma bubbles will form and absolutely fry anything that gets near them. Yeah, the bottom level of this this facility is such a toxic miasma of giant energy discharges from the gun shooting the canisters and the silicone oil field that it's completely full of ball lightning. So the bottom fo- bottom floor is all fucking St. Elmo's fire trying to kill you, well, as the- opposed to trying to inspire you, like, like St. Elmo's fire does on Earth. I mean, all the circles themselves,
0: the things you're going through, be- those repulsors are blasting out nonsense. Yeah. So you have to find one that's like, oh, it's already powered down enough that I can go through it. But that means if it's powered down, you have to be able to go, can I tell if this has been used Recently enough that it's not going to shoot a thing at me, but not so recently that I will get fried to trying to dive
1: through it. Yeah, yeah. And obviously Anakin wants to race this because and the book actually does, ai am going to give some credit right away in this book, a reasonable job of explaining why Anakin is a ridiculous thrill junkie in these regards. As, as it mentions that when he isn't doing shit like this, where the only thing he can focus on is being alive, then he gets all these terrible premonitions of, what, uh, of, uh, of the horrible shit that awaits him.
0: Yeah. He's like, look, if I do one of these things and I can actually focus on what's going on, then much better than the Jedi training, it lets me, you know, get out of my shitty headspace. Because a lot of the time I am just constantly angry and afraid and full of hate and all of the things you're not supposed to be as a Jedi because... I grew up as a slave with shitty surroundings. And then even when I was saved from that, they were like, yeah, but not your mom.
1: Yeah, not your mom, just you. Because the Jedi are weirdly cheap in certain aspects of, uh, of I mean, they sure, they have the biggest skyscraper on Coruscant, which, which is value has to be insane. Yeah. But, but still, they can't afford to get this one lady out.
0: Yeah, we can't be like, okay, well, we're going to get also you so that the chosen one doesn't spend all of his time going, yeah, but my mom.
1: And I know. I know what people want to say about that, which is, well, yeah, but she can't go with him because that way leads to uh, Jax Pavon, where his dad was hanging around being some fucking janitor while keeping an eye on him and shit. Not cool. You got to be able to separate them from their parents because of some Jedi ideology, whatever. That's great. You still just move her to fucking sleepy, happy planet. You put her on Naboo or something. Oh, yeah. Just be like,
0: oh, yeah, we, we moved your mom from the shittiest, hottest, crappiest planet in the galaxy where she was a slave <laughs> Too much Florida. The worst stereotype ever. And instead went, I don't know, have a fucking regular ass job on any regular
1: ass planet. Or just no job. Just give her a stipend in a house. <laughs> like you're the fucking Jedi order. You can afford it. Ugh. But but anyway, especially if it's for the chosen one, you know. Um, but anyway, while he's sitting on the landing pad trying to, he's, he's already tinkered with this suit so it'll fit a kid. Yeah. Uh, which is something I assume he has to regularly do before he does this dumb shit that he does. Uh, he's hanging out on the landing pad getting ready as what appears to be the flying spaghetti monster as the uh, the person who's in charge of of launching these races comes walking along to kind of yell at everybody who's about to race. Yeah, the Naplusian
0: yeah. is a loose, weird tangle of cords that are organic. It has three weird eyes that come out in stalks out of the top. Yeah. And it can speak. Like it can do basic, but also probably its native language is more pheromone-based. Yeah. Because every time it gets pissed off, it does a bunch of stinks.
1: Yeah. So it's just like a like a loose assemb- not knotted up assemblage of like dry fibrous ribbons. Basically, what would happen if you'd cast animate dead on Kermit the Frog? I mean, the The thing for me is like, oh, this this seems like a weird little
0: pokemon situation like a tangela came up and was like i'm in charge of the race now
1: <laughs> i just assume anytime any anime or type movie puts a uh, a living sp- like collection of dust moat you know like those little uh, charcoal moats from from uh spirited away is kind of what i had in my, in my head is the vibe but yeah it, it, it grabs him by the chest straps and pulls him down is like you don't look like a racer you look like a little kid what are you doing here hey ain't your mom and dad gonna be real sad if you die here he's like, they'll just raise another kid. Who cares? Instead of being like, I don't have a dad. I'm basically space Jesus.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, I was immaculately conceived. And also,
1: uh, my mom is a slave on another planet. I'm good. Yeah. All of us was immaculately conceived. You little shit. Now, I don't know how humans do it. I'm, <laughs> I'm a pile of strings. Uh, I'm silly string with three eyeballs. You think I know what the fuck your deal is? <laughs> Shooting DNA each other out of your fucking crotch cannons. It's offensive. Nasty. (laughs) The lot of you. Nasty. (laughs) Uh, but as he's kind of just gives up and walks past Anakin, we establish our villain for this scenario. Uh something called a blood carver. Yeah. A capital B, capital C blood carver. That's the species.
0: Yeah. It's not like oh, they're a whatever, also known as blood
1: carvers. They're like, oh, no, they're just blood carvers. Yeah, it's their whole species name. That's, that's the deal with them. Otherwise known as Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they couldn't be because they're very spindly.
0: And we get a brief description of like, oh, they've got like triple segmented
1: arms, mm-hmm. you know, and legs. So they're very, they're very wobbly. They're crooked man looking guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, it'd be weird if you had... Three points of articulation on an arm.
1: <laughs> I guess that's fair. We do kind of also have the same thing. Yeah, I assume they just mean they have bu- double elbows. I they assume got, they so got bonus. As well. They're not. Count- they weren't counting shoulders or wrists or something when they came up with that description.
0: Is what I am assuming is yeah. they were like, yeah, they just got a bonus elbows so they can do
1: like triple crooks. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And then basically the face of that shadow broker guy from from uh, Mass Effect DLC. Where he's got like a triangle face where parts of it peel back to reveal all of his sensory organs.
0: Yeah. So, little sort of beak like uh flappy bits in the front. Uh-huh. And apparently his flappy bits are tattooed and also he just has a
1: full on like, "Hey, I don't like you." <laughs> yeah, he pulls that shit. I do li- I appreciate that before he gets All up in Anakin's business. At first, he's just sort of generally mean because he's another racer and he's psyching up the other guys. But Anakin's first thought is, oh, a blood carver. Those things are cool. They're really pretty. Honestly, in my opinion, I think they're gorgeous. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I love that he just kind of likes them because he likes nasty, gross shit because he's going to be Vader someday.
0: He's like, oh, look, a weird gold bug monster. Awesome. (laughs) Rad. (laughs) Cool. So he's 12 years old and I think gross bug monsters are the coolest thing ever. Yeah,
1: so I like his sort of very laid-back cosmopolitan attitude towards this horror show that's standing next to him, you know? And also, you know, the guy, at least at first, like, the very
0: first, isn't bad. He's just like, hey, man, you you race here before? And Anakin's like, yeah, I've done it twice. What about you? Yeah, I've also done it twice. Mm -hmm. And he notes, oh, wow, this guy's basic is perfect. Like, he had to have been
1: raised on, like, Coruscant because he has no accent what a way to ruin it anakin for a second you were like these guys are so cool looking i'm way into them and then the first thing he says after this guy actually says anything is wow he's so well spoken (laughs) he speaks so well articulate oh my (laughs) oh i mean where are your parents from
0: (laughs) at least with that i'm like yeah but you got weird mouth parts if you can speak basic and do it perfectly Mm mm-hmm good job because i assume the neplusian sounds like a stream of farts that <laughs> technically sort
1: of sounds like words this animate pot of noodles yeah i uh but you know pretty quickly this blood carver who never gets a name uh makes a transition from from just sort of generically neutral and friendly to very mean yeah. as he quickly leans over to anakin as they're, si- they're getting lined up for the uh, the flight and hey goes man
0: hey i think I think you are too young. You're just a little kid. You shouldn't be here, man. You smell like a slave. And that's up until that point. Anakin was like, oh, this guy's just trying to psych me out. He's saying I'm too young. I shouldn't be here. I've got that. I'm a racer. I'm used to competitors being like, hey, fuck you, buddy. Sure. But the second he's like, you smell like a slave. And I hate that. He's like, oh, I'm about to murder this bitch. (laughs) (laughs)
1: He's like, yeah, for a second. It's like, it's all I can do to not lunge at this guy. Like the, what the, what the fuck, what do you mean? Uh, but it un- just because he's Anakin, even though he's still cute little kid, Anakin, he's still like, like, okay, all right, I'm going to calm down so I don't attack this guy. Instead of being like, how the fuck does he know? Like the first thing he should do is be like, oh, I'm compromised. I should get out of here. Ah. Like, like if he knows that, then he knows me. No one smells like a slave. That's bullshit.
0: Yeah. I mean, it could be a thing where you're like, oh, if, If you come specifically from a society where it's like, oh, our whole thing is in casts and we have an entire slave thing. And so our whole deal is about, like, as an insult, you'd go, you smell like a slave because
1: we make slaves
0: do specific jobs.
1: Oh, I guess that's fair. Yeah. If you've got, like, an uh, an untouchables cast and you, yeah.
0: Yeah. And so you'd be like, oh, this is for my species. The worst insult you can do is say, you smell like a slave and have it be like, oh, all the slaves do whatever job and it makes them smell like fill in the blank
1: yeah yeah they all have to make crepes <laughs> you they, smell they, like they, crepes they smell lovely <laughs>
0: <laughs> you smell like a slave and i am so hungry I'm right so now. so hungry
1: god gotcha. god
0: do you have nutella and bananas in your pocket <laughs> fuck man i would take a savory one i don't even care
1: <laughs> you put some roast chicken and peppers in there come on dude <laughs> Yeah, I know it's just an enchilada. Everyone <laughs> knows it. We all try not to just say that. Yeah, I know it's a French ha, ha, Get
0: out of here,
1: Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I am just here selling French a <laughs> My Padre's career is over. <laughs> I could never. <laughs> french ladders <laughs> uh, Crepes with this sauce. <laughs> Good sweet ones and bad savory ones. <laughs> Your choice. <laughs>
0: <sighs> french <French-iladas. laughs>
1: So ladders uh, So anyway, uh, meanwhile, while all of this is happening, we should set up the, the side two of this story, which is Obi-Wan Kenobi... Uh, not pissed because he is very in control of his emotions, rushing rapidly through the Jedi temple, trying to figure out where the fuck Anakin is, and knowing already that he's somewhere doing a stupid street race because he's always sneaking off to do dumb street races. Yeah, he's like, it has
0: been my job over the past three years to keep tabs on and up to date with all illegal racing that happens within a 100 kilometer sector of this city because that is where i will find this motherfucker if i take my eyes off him for a minute
1: so he's hustling out of the jedi temple because he's going to make his way to the nearest street race and try and figure this shit out when he passes mace windu yeah damn near crashes right into mace windu mace windu you know, obviously these two are extremely agile, high-level Jedi knight motherfuckers. Uh, in-, in particular, Mace Windu is like the highest-ranking Jedi knight there is, because he never takes the title of Master, I think. That's his deal. He just doesn't want it or something. I forget if that's true or not. I don't know. But anyway, you know, he just art- artfully dodges out of the way. He's like, oh, I'm not going to get run into by Obi-Wan. That's dumb. But sticks an elbow out to check him anyway, because he's like, hey, don't run in the halls.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, obviously... I could sense that he was coming because I'm a Jedi and I can dodge out of the way because I'm a Jedi, but I'm also going to check this fool because he needs to watch his ass. And I'm like, that's very Mace Windu. Thank you.
1: (laughs) So he sticks an elbow out just enough to catch Obi-Wan on the shoulder and Obi-Wan kind of spins and is like, Oh, Oh, uh, sorry. Um, (laughs) my apologies, master Windu. Mm. Oh, I've got to go. Oh, fuck Anakin. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yeah, uh, Hey, just so you know, I wanted to talk to you about uh, Anakin and your Padawan situation. Hey, so, uh, you know, when you find your chosen one, come uh, come meet me somewhere. Come see me. And he's like, oh, yeah, not right now, obviously, because I'm terribly pressed, as you can see. I've got to go. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, when you find him, because I want him to hear this shit, too. Yeah, don't don't just bring you, bring him, too. Yeah, and as Obi-Wan tries to turn and rush off, he's like, uh, and or uh, Windu's like, I think it's going to be good for both of you just talking in generally about the Padawan ship that's currently happening Uh-huh. because he's the one person in the council who's not like dead set against it. Besides, mm. I think Yoda being kind of okay with it. Yeah. Yoda is
0: the one we get like a brief flash to it where Obi-Wan was like, yeah, Yoda told me like, hey man, this is your dude. And I've had visions where it is entirely up to you to stop a horrible crisis from happening. You
1: need to save this child. And you're like, thanks, Yoda. No pressure. I love, by the way, that Yoda when, when they mentioned that flashback, it's Hang visiting Yoda in his house on Coruscant, which has super low ceilings, and he's cooking over an open fire in there, making shoe bread and whirr. <laughs> yep. And and <laughs> I just love the ostentatiousness or ostentatiousness it takes for Yoda to be like, yeah, I live on Coruscant, but. I need my Dagobah cave to be my, my Coruscant house. Yeah, I can't just live in a house on Coruscant like everyone else. No, I need you to half-size my apartment and natural stone it, and then give me a, so much ventilation that I can cook over a bonfire in there.
0: That's right. Thanks.
1: The, the, the thing you saw me with on Dagobah
0: wasn't just me adapting to the environment I was in. I always lived like that. I brought it with me. That wasn't on there. I brought my own house. <laughs> That's a
1: prefab. God damn it. Uh, if I don't like living on Dagobah, I could just hitch the the fucking thing back up to my space car and drive away. That's right. I got a space Buick. I'll get out of here. <laughs> it just felt silly because it was supposed to make it sound like, oh, Yoda always lives humbly and lives, you know, eats simple food cooked over a fire. But I'm like, dude, he lives on the top floor penthouse of a Coruscant skyscraper. To have it turned into one of his dumb little Dagobah caves is the height of pretentiousness. Oh,
0: for sure. It's basically like, Oh, I've some billionaire that lives in the penthouse of a New York apartment, and you go in there, and it's all Spartan, and he goes, I've learned how to live simply, and be at one with life.
1: Please join me in my open concept kitchen. Yeah, like you're that. Like, no, you're a piece of shit. Fuck like you. Like fucking an episode of Cribs where they went to Moby's house, and he lived in a penthouse with nothing in it. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, I like to live simply. Why are you in a penthouse then? Yeah.
0: I, w- I want to live simply. I mean, obviously, I'm going to pay, you know, $100,000 a month for my,
1: my apartment, but still... <laughs> No, fuck you. There's nothing in my fridge but mung beans and orange juice, and the only uh, the only piece of decoration I have is a single picture of Homer drawn by Matt Craning himself. You're like, okay, so you have a three hundred thousand dollar piece of art and a tiny rubber duck and some orange juice, but you live in a in a house that is insane. Why, 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 why not just get someplace in the sticks where no one knows who you are anyway? You're not that memorable looking. You're a skinny bald guy. There's lots of you, Moby. <laughs> Moby, we're so angry at so Moby angry about Moby from 20 years ago Moby <laughs> Even though all your albums are fantastic Moby Moby mm. God. Anyway, so Obi-Wan is racing to find Anakin. More like
0: Moby Wan. <laughs> uh,
1: he's Sorry. racing to find Anakin and eventually does manage to spot over one that giant garbage shield thing because Coruscant's all traffic all the time, right? There's just space lanes, star lanes or sky lanes where cars are zipping around everywhere. They have to avoid these because unsteered giant death canisters are radiating out of these things rocketing up at bullet speed into space. Yeah. So they just don't let cars fly around near these. And when Obi-Wan looks out over it, he spots a droid floating over it, and it's not one of the automated droids that's part of the facility. It's watching for those. Yes.
0: And he's like, oh, it's a camera droid. This is the type of droid that goes around and gives, like, news feeds or gives a feed to someone watching for, I don't know, a raid to happen in case the
1: bribes didn't go
0: through this month.
1: Yes, because this whole thing, this whole stupid race is obviously super illegal. Oh, yeah. Um. Anyway, he hustles on over there, and he meets a little boy from some high-gravity planet who's all short and squat and wrinkly. Yeah, we got a big, wrinkly little boy. Mm-hmm. A little, little little Danny DeVito child. Yep. And he's just, he's just like, hey, mister, but you want to place a bet on one of these here races? They got guys, they're going to fly. You got to meet the greeter, and the greeter will give you wings. They got it's one like of like Red Bull. We got one of them's 50 to 1 odds. You could be rich, mister. You just got to buy them. Or you could buy my papes. <laughs> papes. Man, you want to buy my papes? And Obi-Wan's like, uh, I just want to, is there a little boy who's racing? Yeah, I think they got one of thems. Okay, well, I want to see him before the race. Oh, no, say no more. All you Jedi are always coming in here wanting to see little boys. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. I get it. Come with me. Yeah, Yeah. most people would find that distasteful, but I am a shouter for an illegal street race. So, you you know, we we get all kinds. I've seen things, mister. Weird things. (laughs) Gross things. You want my papes? (laughs) Anyway, he's like, yeah, okay, so he is here. Can I buy a set of the stupid obvious wings? Oh, you're crazy, mister, but sure, you can go talk to the greeter.
0: The greater is the guy they have to give the worm scale to to win. Mm -hmm. So probably the dude in charge of this nonsense. And uh, we never find out anything about him. We just cut from Obi-Wan going,
1: yes, I'd like to meet this guy, to then being like, well, now I've got wings. He's actually, I I appreciate them attempting, or him rather, Greg here, attempting to write Obi-Wan as correctly adhering to the Jedi code as possible. Yeah. where he's always, at most, exasperated. Yes. That's as far as he can get in any one emotional direction. No, He's there's... either catty or exasperated. There's nothing else. There's definitely a point in this
0: where he is like, all right, well, I've strapped weird murder wings to myself. I am looking out over the edge of a pit that fires missiles at people, and uh, I need to
1: steel myself. And remember, I do not need to punish punishment is not how we teach mm-hmm. <laughs> Qui-Gon didn't like it and I agree with him entirely that said I am thinking about all the extra lessons I'm going to make him do so he'll learn something
0: <laughs> son of a
1: bitch <laughs> but the part where he's hustling away with the wings is like wow the greeter didn't really try to rob me all that much and he barely gouged me on the price of these wings and he was nice enough to sell me a pair for bipeds <laughs> yeah which I was expect half expecting him to just not just give
0: me some random shit I was like you know, for forearmed people that have you know multiple wing sets on there. Yeah, but no, it's for me.
1: Yeah, he was like, "Oh, I'm fully expecting to come out of here with just a pair of Geonosian wings strapped to like a JanSport backpack." This is <laughs> this is a real upgrade. <laughs> oh. Anyway, uh, meanwhile, tensions between Anakin and the Blood Carver are rising as the Blood Carver keeps calling him a slave or someone who smells like a slave, and that's enough to finally get Anakin to be like. Hey, I wish you'd stop calling me that. Well, I wish you'd stop smelling like a slave.
0: Yeah. And they've been able to keep this going because uh, they were going to go do a race. But then one of the maintenance droids showed up that occasionally shows up for these places. And they're like, hold on, wait. We can bribe people, but we can't bribe a droid. So we got to wait till the droid
1: leaves. Yeah. So they're standing up there for an extra long period of time. Anakin's trying to just observe all the thermal currents and watch where all the the guns sh- guns go and learn the sounds and everything, so he can do this right. But this blood carver just won't leave him alone until finally Anakin tries to fire back where he, where the blood carver's like, "I really don't think you belong here. You're obviously just a little slave. You should just go home." And he's like, "What makes you say that?" He goes, "You brought you bought your wings from a lemmer with a broken back. You you clearly have never flown this this race well, he's before." He's like,
0: "No, you you got these wings either." You know, they're shitty, and you either bought them or- yourself or someone else bought them for you to make yeah. somebody
1: else look bad here. And he goes, maybe it was you, which is exactly enough to send this guy into trying to hit him.
0: Yeah, and as soon as the uh, Naplusian like, looks the other way and has something else to do, the Blood Carver takes a three-pronged knife out and tries to- I think they're to- called forks. <laughs> yeah. I think they're called
1: <laughs> knives. <laughs> tribes i think yeah (laughs) they're tridents mini tridents yeah you can learn all about tribes in the bible (laughs) he takes out i guess a sigh Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe something like that i just like the idea of it just being a fork
0: (laughs) Ah, some sort of three-pronged stabbing implement it's a it's a fork
1: man it's a a space fork you just say space fork it's okay we've all adopted the space nomenclature forks
0: are four prongs (laughs) That's why they're forks.
1: <laughs> that would be a threak. i <laughs> I'm pretty sure threak is also what the neplusion is.
0: <laughs> uh, my new show, Threaks and
1: geeks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he pulls a little blade and uh, triple blade and, and takes a swing at Anakin and uh, Anakin blocks it. You know, he has a lot of force sensitivity and raw talent, so he knows it's coming, but he blocks it with his hand and still gets cut. Yeah. And his immediate reaction to this is not to try and fight not to try and yell for the deplusion's help. No, he's just like, oh, okay, we're going, and just jumps off the fucking platform anyway.
0: Yeah, he's like, all right, well, fuck this guy, I'm out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what I find amusing is that there's no way he's not disqualified. The race has not been started, and yet he still is like, well, I'm going to do the whole race, and I'm going to try and get that fucking scale off the worm and everything. Oh, yeah. Well, instead of just, I'm going to go to where the greeter is and land, and, you I'd know. be like, this motherfucker attacked me. Dude's, dude's got been chasing me with a knife the whole time. I don't know if how that works for your business.
0: Yeah. I assume not great. Yeah. It, I I have to assume it is hard enough to get people to be like, yeah, strap on a pair of these wings from Daedalus and fly around the murder machine mm-hmm. and get me a worm scale. That's got to be a hard sell. And then to go, oh, and while you're doing it, there's a possible uh, a time where you might get, I don't know, shivved.
1: Yeah. But I guess he's just got really solid follow through at this, this age in his life. Because he's like, no, I'm going to do the whole thing. Well, though, I mean... This whole thing
0: he says is like, oh, I don't care about technically doing the race. It's for me. Yeah. I'm doing this because I want to do this. Yeah. Winning is just a
1: fun extra bit. Yeah. So he launches himself off the platform, engages the wings, plummets for a really long time before turning them on, and starts doing basic dogfighting stuff, but instead he's hanging from a electromagnetically repulse-powered backpack thing. Yeah. Yeah. And And
0: Obi-Wan sees this from the other side of this dome and is like, oh, God damn it. And just jumps off and he's like, all right, let's
1: do this. Oh, fuck, I don't know how to do this. Yeah, he's like, (laughs) well, I got to learn to fly. And my first lesson is falling 300 yards. (laughs) Yep. Uh, So he figures it out eventually. And my favorite bit of all that is when Anakin spots him from a distance but can't quite see who that is. So he just sees someone falling with a wing backpack on. Is like, God, I hope that's the blood carver. Oh, wait, no, it isn't. No, he's behind me. Ah, shit.
0: (laughs) And whereas for Obi-Wan, the only way he manages to get his shit together is he watches what Anakin does and goes, oh, that's how I'm supposed to do this. Yeah. And like takes the same posture and flight uh, speed and everything as Anakin is like, oh, okay, this is how I'm supposed to fly. This is where I should put my legs. All right, I get it now. And it's, it's neat that he has to watch the kid do this because you know because no he's the teacher yeah and he's the student but you see it here yeah,
1: yeah we're reversing and this whole chapter is full of little reversals like that yeah mm. Mm. makes you think <laughs> it's like a dark mirror uh-huh. held up to society <laughs> and yet y- you participate in society
0: <laughs> I'm very smart. <laughs>
1: So the blood carver kind of fades into the background for for a while here because he can't catch Anakin. It do, He doesn't really matter. But we get a lot of description of Anakin desperately. Or he, he's quite confident. It's mostly Obi-Wan desperately dodging these stupid flying bus cannon shot things. Well, Anakin's just like, okay, I'm timing it. And got it. Okay, All here right, we go. I and we it go it Dodging the thermal, dodging the thermal, going through the hole. Here we go.
0: Yeah, whereas Obi-Wan does not know the re- general rules and how things work in here. So when he dives through one of the holes, it is still sort of active from the last time it shot one of these canisters, which means he gets absolutely blasted with electricity. Yeah. He's like, God damn, that was like going through the worst electrical storm I've ever been in, all compacted into one burst.
1: Yeah. That sucked ass. Yeah. He's having a rough time. Anakin, meanwhile, is doing quite well. Emerges into the bottom shield really quickly. Uh, there's, the only problem he has is a brief moment between the the top, uh, the bottom, and mid shield, where he's debating whether he should uh go before or after a cannon round. He decides to go before because he's daring like that. But yeah. anyway, he gets down there, he sees the foamy sea of yellow silicone oil, and lands on some gantry over it, which I guess landing is part of this. Well, yeah, because the the actual bottom part of it includes
0: the gun thing that is firing these canisters out, the nasty goop that all the worms live in, and then there are places for people to walk around for if they need to do maintenance and whatnot. Yeah, they
1: probably won't have guardrails because this is Star Wars. But exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, you know, you've got to, as a person who's doing this race, you're like, oh, well, I've I've got to go down there and get one of these scales. And then coming back up is essentially the only part where you save all of your energy for Because you're like, I've got to get enough thrust to get me back up into one of these lift tunnels. Mm -hmm. So, all right, I'm going to land here, scan, try and find a worm, figure out what's going on. So he has a moment of... Oh, we also, I forgot to mention, uh, they did eventually send the other two flyers out. Just went, fuck it, this is an actual
1: race. Yeah, which is a little weird. I guess they're going to time them for the purposes of determining a winner in that situation. But yeah, so everybody's out there. But Anakin lands first and... In a moment of a, a bit of hubris and too much pride, he's proud of himself for having successfully landed and done quite well. Uh, and he's considered... He's, he's fully to, focused on yeah, what he's doing. He's got too much focus on, his, on, on what he's doing, and he forgets he was being chased by a blood carver assassin who was clearly there to murder him specifically, which he had plenty of time to ruminate on while he was flying around. He's like, obviously this guy knows me, or at least knows that I'm a Padawan, because he yells Padawan before he tries to stab me with a knife. So... Either he's out to kill me specifically, which I can't imagine why. I haven't done anything interesting yet. Um, Or he's out to kill Padawans. Yeah, he's like, this guy is probably maybe a Jedi assassin that he's out to just murder some Jedi people. Yeah, but right as he loosens his backpack and starts working on how he's going to get the uh, like he's putting on a breathing mask so he doesn't die from silicone fumes, uh, he gets hit in the head by the blood carver. Who had been swinging along trying to finish him off the whole time.
0: Yeah, he gets, like, knocked unconscious and down into
1: the goop. Yeah, he lands on top of his wings in a giant foam cloud that sits on top of the silicone ocean and starts to slowly sink down into the foam. He's lucky in that he landed on the wings because they're slowing his descent into it. Yeah, he
0: manages to wake up because part of this little nasty goo island that he has landed on is, you know, just expelled nonsense that these worms have eaten. Mm-hmm. So when an ammonia bit comes up, it knocks him awake. And then he's like, all right, I need to do like quicksand shit, like spread the wings out as much, get
1: as much surface area as possible. Even then he's like, the wings are broken. I'm dead. This is me dead.
0: Oh yeah. I'm slowing my death at this point, but I am very much already dead. But even then he's like, all right, what can I use as a weapon? Because this blood carver is still flying around up here wants to kill me and he's like all right he's probably out to murder jedi and the least i can do as an idiot who got himself killed is take this assassin out to stop him from doing anything else to the people who brought me in
1: yeah so he wrenches part of one of his wings off that basically is like a mace it's like a ball on the end of a a stick it doesn't weigh very much because it's part of a lightweight backpack and he's little so he's like well I'm going to have to put a lot of swing into this, but I think if I bonk him with this thing pretty good, I might be able to break his backpack. Yeah, I can at least take him with me. Yeah, so that's what we're doing. Uh, so he manages to wrench chun- a chunk loose. He's standing down there in this yellow, slow foam sinking. Ben Quatineros is down there <laughs> scooping it up. What do you think Bernays sauce is? Zimbazar oh, sauce. <laughs> I can make a Hollandaise from these. Also, I will cook the worms. (laughs) It is a delicacy on my home planet of France.
0: (laughs) Uh, And while he is lying there waiting for his inevitable death and the incoming blood carver, he's like, oh shit, that's Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan straight lands on this blood carver. And wrecks my man's shit. Yeah, just kicks his backpack apart. He kicks it apart. (laughs) He's like, and lightsaber out, and you don't have wings. You go into the goop.
1: Good day, sir. And (laughs) he just carves the wings clear off. And yeah, the carver just makes a little parabolic arc and just bloop, 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 and is gone.
0: Yeah. You have gone into the soup. You aren't on the little goop island that these two managed to get to. You have gone into the nastiness.
1: Yeah. And then he kind of lands on the gantry and surveys where Anakin is. And and, 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 and still, he's just like, ah, come on. And Anakin's like, good, we can finish. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm out of fuel getting down here. We, uh, we're not. What? And, he's, and like, he's like, that's fine because my wings are
0: fucked, but yours are fine. And I've got fuel, but you don't have any. So with our powers combined
1: maybe we can get out of here. He's <laughs> like, and like, right. d- Obi Wan's like, I don't especially care about the race, but I'm also not going to argue with you because I didn't bring a breather and I'm getting a lot of ammonia and Silicon right now. Yeah. So, all right, let's try this out. They are in the nasty goop Island,
0: getting all the like, uh, tubes and shit hooked up to these gas bits. And then they take off. They have enough thrust to go. Almost. But There's he's a- like, oh, I don't know if we're actually going to make it, because this is a jury-rigged situation,
1: and also, I'm now lifting myself and a 12-year-old. And Anakin kind of reaches around, is like, hey, by the way, did I ever he tell kinda, you- He kind of reaches around, you know, yeah, well, let's, it's let's, just let's polite. Not, let's just not. Like, you know, with these two, maybe, I don't, we don't need it.
0: Oh, the internet has already given us enough of that.
1: <laughs> maybe they've given it us of, like, you know, Hayden Christensen, but this is still Jake Lloyd. I, we're, we're good, we're good. No, thank you, I'm good. If you want to do a Ben Quadnero scene, I'm willing to discuss. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, I will give you the reach-around in the French manner. Which is to say, I will look out a window and smoke a galois for the first five minutes.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, let me get a grip on your on
1: <laughs> Death is a grand illusion. Your penis is also.
0: <laughs>
1: French Ha, <laughs> we can save these for when we are done. <laughs> anyway, um, he gives him this quick compliment. He's like, Hey, by the way, did I ever tell you are my favorite Jedi? You really are quite good at this. Could you, uh, could you levitate a little bit? Could you give us a boost? Yeah. because uh, Anakin is thinking before this, he was, when he went into the goop
0: Island, he's like, well, I really probably should pay more attention during my
1: lessons. Cause I have no idea how to levitate more than like a couple inches. Maybe. Yeah. And, uh, as he does, this is basically him asking Obi-Wan for the lesson, because Obi-Wan's like, Ugh, fine, and boosts them through the first shield hole, and then Anakin's like, oh, so that's how you do it, and just rockets them forward towards the exit. Yeah, I Obi-Wan mean, is like,
0: it feels like a giant has just grabbed us and is... Lifting us to the
1: platform where we are going. I can't. Yoda can't even do this shit. This fucking kid is ridiculous. God damn it. (laughs) Son of a bitch kid. That's the chapter. They don't end it. They don't finish. They just are heading towards the finish line. Obviously giving the stupid scale because... You better believe Anakin still managed to get a worm scale. Oh, yeah. off he, some big yellow worm that was, like, staring him down. Because while
0: he was in the goop, he was like, oh, a worm's coming to get me. And the only reason I'm not currently being eaten is because other worms are fighting that worm for the right to eat me.
1: Yeah, and at first the worm was like, I'm not sure if that thing's food. It's, like, microscopic compared to me. So I don't know if it's, oh, it's food.
0: Oh, oh no, oh, that,
1: I, that's I, organic. I, I am going to eat that. Okay. Oh, no, now I'm fighting other worms. But he manages to get a scale, and a good one, too. And, uh, which I, does that matter? Do you think that you think the greeter can like reject well, yeah. people's win?
0: I mean, not this reject
1: a- the win, but I assume because the whole point
0: is the greeter sells these off. Like mm-hmm. they are sports memorabilia. Yeah, so in sense. addition to getting a shitload of money, because we find out that this gets broadcast through like pirate channels to all the shitty rich people who are like, I love watching poor people die.
1: That's my favorite pastime. Yeah. Also, he sells the scales off afterwards. I mean, this place is so, like, seedy in terms of being a sporting establishment that at the point when uh, the, the blood carver pulled the knife on Anakin, the Neplusians only response on seeing it was, whoa, 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 if you guys are going to duel, let me get some cameras over here. Yeah, We'll take hey, bets on that shit. <laughs> we're not flying. If you're going to be fighting, let's do that. <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah, he's, we're done. They're flying towards that. That's the end of chapter one. Yep. Fully 10% of this book is the fuck around dome flight. It's mostly just to to reestablish that Anakin likes racing things. Obi-Wan is consistently exasperated. And yeah, Anakin's like the chosen one. Yeah. All right. Anakin does not think things through and is too powerful for his own good. Mm Mm-hmm. Great. And uh, I assume as we go forward into the book, we'll have to cut... Like, the last two chapters of this book make up three total pages combined. Yeah. So I... I don't know how we're going to do our episodes. We'll just we'll just play it by ear. We'll figure it out. I apologize to those of you who like to read along with us. Yeah. But hey, in the meantime, that's the first chapter, and I'm looking forward to finding out more about what's going on in the world of young Anakin and mid- middle-aged Obi-Wan. Uh, and I hope you stick with us. But in the meantime, why not check out our Patreon for the bonus content that goes along with the episode?
0: That's right. If you go over to patreon.com slash systemmastery, Join us at the $4 a month level. You unlock all of our bonus content for our expanded, expounded universe, Mm -hmm. where we go to Wikipedia. We find random nonsense from Star Wars. Maybe it has to do with what we just read. Maybe it's some random crap.
1: Who knows? We don't. That's for sure. Uh, We never know. We never. I don't know what I'm doing until one second before any given episode.
0: As soon as I'm like, hey, Jeff, it's your turn. You're like, yeah, and Uh, click, click, click. Random article.
1: (laughs) Have I ever told you about Darth Papers Origami Craft Projects? It's a book that exists. It is a book. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you enjoyed hearing about it. (laughs) But yeah, uh, that's at the $4 level over at our Patreon. It's absolutely worthwhile. It helps us keep doing what we're doing. There are several other levels you can support us at that will either support us less or more in doing what we're doing and uh, also get you a lot of extra content.
0: Yeah, you get ad-free versions of the show. Mm -hmm. It's uh, a great way to also get some access to the special hidden rooms on our Discord. It's it's a good... Way to help us out and get yourself some stuff in, in return.
1: And I hope you consider it. And if not, maybe give us a nice rate and review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever fine podcasts are had. Like Google Podcasts or something. I don't know. Yeah, I wish reviewing and rating and all that didn't actually matter. Because... It's annoying to be it like, is, it is. hey, rate, review, hit like and subscribe. I mean, I've fully immersed myself in the culture of being part of it because I have to use uh, 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 Postmates a lot and everyone gets a fucking five. You can bring my food cold and on fire and you get a five because I refuse to participate in someone else's raise process. Yeah. I feel like if I'm determining someone else's like job report and whether or not they should get a raise, I should get fucking paid because that's a job.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's horseshit. Yeah. Never rate anything more than the best. Yeah. Anything less might as well be a zero corporate nonsense sucks ass. Fives until they stop using that fucking system. It is balls. Yeah. As someone who worked retail that had to be like, please fill out a survey. And I need to tell you that if you give me anything less than a 10 out of 10, they will consider that a zero out of 10.
1: Yeah, and I'll have to have a fucking meeting.
0: Yeah, if I if you give me an a nine out of 10, they'll go, but why wasn't it a 10? Please don't do
1: that. Yeah, just don't fill out the survey, please. I'm begging you. Please
0: either don't fill it out or give it a full 10. Yeah. If you're not going to do that, just don't
1: bother. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and hearing all our weird rants on random topics. I've been Elan Sleazebagano and I love Frencheladas.
0: Frencheladas. <laughs>